0: This is Jacob Emerson with the Becker's Payer Issues Podcast. Here's your bi-weekly industry news briefing for November 13th. The Blue Cross Blue Shield Association allowed federal employees sensitive medical information to be obtained by third-party technology companies, including TikTok. That's according to a new lawsuit filed November 7th in a federal court in Chicago. BCBS provides health coverage to more than 5.5 million federal employees, retirees, and their dependents. The lawsuit was filed by five former federal health plan enrollees who are seeking class action status and a jury trial. The plaintiffs allege that the Blue Cross Blue Shield Association's website for federal policyholders uses tracking technology that allows third-party organizations such as Chinese-owned TikTok to, quote, secretly intercept and record the employees' communications and activities on the website in real time, including specific searches for sensitive health-related topics. The plaintiff's attorneys wrote, quote, BCBSA does this despite the U.S. government's far-reaching efforts to prevent the disclosure of sensitive government information to TikTok by banning the popular social media app on official government devices and systems. According to the lawsuit, obtained member data is then allegedly used to sell targeted advertising or is used by BCBS directly for marketing campaigns through TikTok and other third-party advertisers, as well as for its own data analytics." The plaintiffs reside in five states. They are seeking damages for violations of the Federal Electronic Communications Privacy Act, along with violations of individual state privacy laws. The BCBSA told Beckers it does not comment on active litigation. Currently, more than 18 health systems nationwide are being sued for their use of the Metapixel, which plaintiffs say shared their protected health information with the Facebook parent company, allowing it to tailor ads based on their medical conditions. Back in August, Advocate Aurora Health agreed to pay a $12.2 million settlement after it was hit with multiple lawsuits about pixel tracking technology placed on its website and patient portals. Costco is also facing a lawsuit over allegations it shared customers' protected health information with Meta. Elevance Health has reached a settlement with a former executive who left the company for a similar role at Long Beach, California-based Molina Healthcare. According to the November 2nd notice of anticipated settlement filed in a federal district court, Elevance has reached a settlement with Vinod Mohan, who is now Molina's senior vice president of Medicare. Elevance filed suit against Ms. Mohan in August, alleging the former executive was in possession of trade secrets that would inevitably be disclosed to Molina. Ms. Mohan was Elevance's West Market Medicare president until July of this year, when she informed the company she planned to take a new role at Molina. A judge rejected Elevance's request for a temporary injunction to prevent Ms. Mohan from beginning her work at Molina, and she assumed her role as SVP of Medicare in September. Well, Nebraska has fined Bright Health $1 million and revoked its insurance license with the state following a market conduct examination that found the company violated a state law more than 21,000 times over a period of two years. The market conduct examination was conducted by the state in July of last year and covered a period from January 2020 to February 2022. That's according to November 3rd filings from the Nebraska Department of Insurance. Bright discontinued operations on the Nebraskan exchange at the end of last year. Insurance regulators in Florida and Tennessee have also been supervising Bright's finances since late 2022. To conduct the examination, Nebraska regulators noted they only had access to documents provided by the company, not its internal systems. Five key findings from that examination were that Bright violated state law across 21,500 incidents, Following a claim handling analysis, regulators identified an overall air ratio of 45%, which was, quote, significantly higher than the 7% air threshold, which would seem to indicate a conscious and flagrant disregard of the law. The company denied coverage for newborn dependents at least 163 times. Bright Health also sent 2,200 immunization claims to cost-sharing, despite being required by law to fully cover immunizations with no cost-sharing. And finally, the total amount of money recovered by the state of Nebraska was $13.3 million, with no evidence of an internal compliance program at Bright Health. And finally, CMS released a slew of proposals November 6th. One of those is a proposal for a standard appeals process for risk adjustment data validation audits under Medicare Advantage. Under that new rule, CMS proposed that Medicare Advantage organizations be able to request a medical review determination appeal or payment record calculation appeal, but not at the same time. Under that proposed rule, plans can only request a payment error calculation appeal after the medical record review is completed. The proposed rule would also establish that if the CMS administrator does not accept or decline an appeal within 90 days of receiving the appeal, the audits becomes final. Under current rules, appeals move through the medical record and payment error process at the same time, which can result in inconsistent decisions. In January, CMS said it would strike the fee-for-service adjuster from RADV audits, a tool that would have calculated a permissible level of payment errors and limited audit recoveries to payment errors above that level. Humana is challenging that new rule in court. Among some of the new proposals as well is that CMS is proposing a new set of Medicare Advantage standards that would impose more limits on plans payment to brokers and limit the role of third-party marketers. The new rule would standardize payments that plans are allowed to make to brokers, which many Medicare beneficiaries rely on to help them choose coverage. According to CMS, the current system advantages large insurers, which can afford to pay brokers more in bonuses for enrolling members in their plans. CMS is proposing a cap on compensation that plans can pay brokers, set at $632, regardless of the plan a beneficiary enrolls in. The cap is currently $601, but plans can currently pay administrative fees and other payments on top of that cap to brokers. The new cap would encompass all payments that plans can pay brokers. The proposed rule would generally prohibit payers from paying third-party marketing organizations volume-based bonuses for steering a certain number of enrollees to its plans. Plans would also be required to issue a mid-year notice to enrollees, informing them of any supplemental benefits they have access to in their plan that they have not used. This would ensure benefits are actually used and not simply used as marketing tactics. The proposed rule would also reduce the number of plans able to re- enroll beneficiaries duly eligible for Medicare and Medicaid outside of the open enrollment period to crack down on year-round aggressive marketing of DSNP plans. And finally, under all these new proposals, CMS is also pitching new health equity changes for prior authorization policies and procedures at Medicare Advantage organizations to better determine any disproportionate impact on underserved populations that may delay or deny access to services. All these proposals now mentioned would be effective in contract year 2025 and are part of a broader set of rules from CMS. Comments on the proposals are due by January 5th of next year. The health equity changes would include that Medicare Advantage payers would be required to add a health equity expert to their Utilization Management Committee. That committee would have to conduct an annual health equity analysis of Medicare Advantage prior authorization policies and procedures and then publish the results of that analysis on their website publicly for members to view. If you'd like the latest health insurance industry information delivered straight to your inbox every morning, subscribe to the Becker's Payer Issues e-newsletter on our website at beckerspayer.com.